Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to entangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, y'all. It's Kate Warman here. Welcome back to another episode of the Heart of Dating podcast. Did you listen to last week's episode? Because for the first time ever, I had my man, JJ Tomlin, on the show. And we shared our story of how we met, which was so much fun because we actually met on a Zoom call and then we had a setup from a mutual friend. But here's a few fun facts if you missed it. JJ lived in Seattle at the time. I lived in LA, so we were doing long distance. JJ's also five and a half years younger than me, and he has kind of a skater punk style. When I actually met him, he had platinum hair that he had also dyed blue at the time, okay? I mean, I really put myself out there to date somebody who I didn't think I would initially be attracted to. And I am so glad that I did because guess what? I am now marrying this amazing man. My whole mantra this entire year has been date the unexpected and God just may do the unexpected. Well, now you guys know a bit more behind why that's been my mantra. It's because that's what I did. And God showed up in the biggest and best of ways. You see, God knows what's better for us than we sometimes know for ourselves. And so I want to encourage you to not swipe left on that person on the dating app that is a different height preference than you would initially be drawn to. I want to encourage you to not swipe left on the person who doesn't come across as the most attractive person at first on a dating app, but is actually an incredible soul. I want to encourage you to say yes, to go on a date with that friend who likes you and you know you like them and you're like, oh no, they're just my friend. Say yes, go on a date. You never know what could happen. I'm so glad I said yes to go on a date with JJ Tomlin because now that yes has turned into my forever man, okay? And I could not be more grateful. So today we're actually diving deeper into how to long distance date. The first three months of our relationship was long distance and we learned so much and also it was probably our favorite part of our entire relationship, which I know is surprising because a lot of people don't like long distance, but we're going to tell you today why we love long distance so much, as well as give you a roadmap and a blueprint for how to do long distance well. I want to encourage you to take notes during this episode. We give a lot of practical tips. And if you are dating someone long distance right now, send this episode their way. Okay. Encourage them to also listen to this and then have a great discussion about it afterwards. Hey, if you're new around here, I want to encourage you in the ways in which you can get connected with Heart of Dating. 
If you didn't know, we have a giant Facebook community of about 8,000 people doing life together. Singles from around the globe are meeting, communicating, making friends, even some romantic connections. So go over to facebook.com forward slash heart of dating and then request to join our private Facebook community. Now, don't forget to answer every single question on the Facebook group. That is the only way you're really going to get admitted. You have to make sure to answer every single question. A few other ways to get connected, you can find us on Instagram over at at Heart of Dating and at Kateness. And guess what, you guys? JJ is actually doing more and more on Heart of Dating. He has this desire to serve men, which is so exciting. And so we're really happy about that. I'm so thankful because I have been looking for a man to partner with for quite some time, but I never felt it was right. And now it just so happens this is how God had it play out because JJ is super passionate about being more and more involved with Heart of Dating and really speaking to the men. So if you're listening to this and you're a guy, just know you're in good company. We are getting more and more guys to listen and be a part of Heart of Dating. I want to encourage you to pass this show and this podcast on to some of your fellow brothers. And if you guys didn't know, we actually have an incredible men's community here at Heart of Dating. You can go to heartofdating.com forward slash community, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you can join our men's community for free. Our men are doing life together. They are meeting every other week, and they have an incredible group me channel. I want to encourage you, if you're a dude listening, join our group me, join our men's community that meets every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Okay, guys, that's it from me today. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode, All Things Long Distance. Let's go. We're back. Woo woo. Hey, honey. Hey. We're out there in the world now, babe. I know. Our story is getting out there. How does it feel? It's exciting. Yeah. What about, how do you feel? I'm pumped. I hope everybody likes it. I'm like, that last one's an hour long. And I'm like... (laughs) I think that that's just going to sometimes be the way it is. Yeah. Well, if you made it through that whole hour and you're tuning into this one, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love you guys. And today we're talking all about... Long Long distance. Let's go. My favorite. It is. It's my favorite too. Yeah. I loved it. Should we just move away (laughs) again? (laughs) Tell people why you loved it. You kind of said it last time. I liked it (laughs) because you can really impress them. You can do some thoughtful things for them. And then you can kind of live like your independent bachelor life. (laughs) So I JJ would. JJ was thriving. <laughs> yeah, I could. I send had her no something. idea how addicted to video games. No, he was. no, but I could. I could send her something, and she'd be like, "Oh, he's definitely just dreaming about me right now," and I'm just like doing my own independent thing, like playing video games or working or working out. <laughs> She's like, "He must be thinking about me right now." <laughs> And meanwhile, he wasn't at all. Yeah, no. I'm like in my living room, like, he's one shot, he's one shot. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so you guys, we are big fans of long distance. And I will say, before I met JJ, I did long distance a lot. There was a year, uh, a few years ago, where that year I only dated people long distance for that whole year. Like, and so I really actually enjoy long distance. And so when everyone comes to me and they're like, Kate, I can't find someone. There's no eligibles in my city, no eligibles in my church, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, there are certainly eligibles in the world. There are billions of people on this planet and God made every one of them. And there are a lot of good ones out there. You may not find one 
in your city or in your town, but there are certainly lots of them out there. And especially that goes for people living, especially in smaller parts of the country. And so I, this, today we really want to encourage you, right, babe, to try it. Yeah, if you've never tried it. Exactly. And if you think about your circle, it's actually quite small. Yeah. Compared to like the big pond of the U.S. or even or, internationally. Uh, yeah, even internationally yeah. too. We have some stories of people who have met, dated internationally. We had Brad and Alyssa Staby who met in our Facebook group and actually got married and he was living in Spain and she was in the Midwest. And so they had a great long distance relationship. They were on the podcast a few years ago. But okay, let's talk about it, babe, into all of our tips. So we are going to start with our first in-person meetup, which my number one first tip for a long distance is to get in person as soon as you can. And I know it's different for everyone, but I would aim to get in person within a month. Why do I say that? The reason I say that is because long distance, because you don't get to see the person every day, you can easily build a very intimate emotional bond because you are connecting emotionally, but you're not actually seeing the person in real life or doing life with them. So because of that, you know, you can start getting quote unquote emotionally naked if you're not careful with long distance and you may be dating long distance for months and months and months, never meet the person. And when you meet in real life, it might be different. And I've had that personally happen and seen it happen to lots of people. What did mm -hmm. you, what do you want to say, honey? No, that's good. I mean, yeah. it's just natural. As a human, you tend to romanticize and fantasize. And all you have is like these great data points of great virtual dates yeah. with hardly to no conflict. Yeah. And you know, okay, I got to be honest. I have and do watch the show Love is Blind, okay? I'm just being honest with people. And I love the concept, right? Because it's to really date somebody not based on physical appearance, not ba based on their height, their ethnicity, their weight, nothing like that. It's really based on emotional connection. What I don't love about the show is obviously getting engaged in a week and getting married in a month. Like that's literally cray cray. And I don't recommend it at all. But I, what I love about the show is that, however, what's interesting about the show is that people, you see that once like they build this emotional bond and, and or friendship, but then when they meet in real life, in person and do real life together, it does change up the dynamic. Mm -hmm. So that's my whole point of getting in person ASAP. Now, with this process, honey, one of the things that we both recommend and we did was setting expectations for your first in-person meetup. So why don't you tell people how we kind of did that? Yeah. And because it's long distance and it's virtual, there's no physical, there's no facial expression. There's really not a lot of communication cues that you get like mm -hmm. you do in person. So communication is that much more important yeah like which the, we're gonna get into even more details on that yeah the so verbal important. communication has to be like overly transparent yeah which is really helpful for me because i'm not the best communicator and so i really had to be like responsible and smart and wise with how i communicated because it's just that important when it, it comes really to long is. distance so how do we set expectations for our first in-person meetup yeah i think this naturally defaults to the guy he should be taking the lead on this but as a female you can introduce the topic yeah to set expectations absolutely yeah we talked about this with your group last week if you're a female we can maybe start there yeah if you're a female you can say hey i've had some poor experiences here and i would just love to clarify 
So you don't assume what they're going to do. You just kind of bring in your own experience. And yeah, you and don't you assume their the intentions. Yeah, exactly. You just, you basically share from your feeling standpoint. For me, I feel most comfortable when, when I meet somebody in person within the first few weeks. But within that, what also makes me feel really safe and comfortable in this process is to not put a ton of expectations on that in-person meetup. Yeah. On my end, I can commit that I'm going to be present. I am going to be mindful and excited to mm. meet you. And I'm not going to be like thinking about other guys or like I am going to be with you during the time that you are here. But I want to personally avoid for myself this idea that it has to work out. There like the pressure because you are, you know, flying here and generously, you know, coming to visit me, I really, what would it look like for us to remove the pressure from the situation? How do you feel about that? Yeah. And, and long story short for the guys or the girls, whoever's visiting, you are spending time and resources and money to make that visit. Hopefully it's the most efficient way possible. You're staying with friends or taking cheaper flights just to make it work or you're driving. But the biggest thing to know is you're not entitled to their whole time if it yes, doesn't go that's well. so good, honey. Yep. Yeah. And that's one thing I really tried to define with Kate. I had really high expectations. I was really hopeful. I was, as we said on the last one, simping <laughs> a little bit for Kate. But the best thing I did was just communicate beforehand like, hey, God's got this. We're going to take it one date at a time. Yes. And if it doesn't go well on the first day or the first date, like we don't have to see each other the rest of the weekend. I actually brought my best friend with me. We came down. We were staying with some of his best friends in the LA Santa Monica area. Yeah, for our first date. So I had essentially a backup plan um, in case it didn't go well. I wasn't stuck with Kate, which she has a funny story about that. of a another long distance meetup where that happened. But this is really important. I love that he actually initiated that, saying like, "Hey." I don't have an expectation that I am going to spend the entire weekend with you. And even after our first date, I remember this so clearly, like the next day you obviously followed up with me and checked in and you didn't have an expectation that like we were just going to make a plan and hang out. You checked in like, hey, I would love to see you and plan a surprise date for you tonight. Are you interested in that? Mm -hmm. There was no like expectation that it was automatically going to happen because you were there for, I think, like three-ish days. Yeah, three days. And I actually didn't plan like each day out and each night out actually, which was like a little surprising, but I think it was the best thing I did because- you know, it really forced us to take you it one did day at once a time. I said yes, yeah. then you planned it, but you yeah. didn't have like every detail plan for the whole weekend. Oh no. Like right. it, it really was like do or die after the first night. And yeah. like the it was truly like the next morning, hey, do you wanna go out tonight or are you not feeling this? Yeah. And we were both fortunately. And you, there. I remember I just re-looked at the text. Like you wanted you planned like a surprise thing. You asked me, but you didn't have an expectation at all. Yeah. And even the day after that you were like if you still want to see me. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can almost make it a game, tonight. you know. Yeah. Almost make it a game like, hey, if, you know, I'm still uh, here in L.A. and you want to see me, I'm actually going to be around tonight, you know. <laughs> but this is really important. And if you in the in-person meetup aren't feeling it, truly, 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 I would be open and tell the person that. And I have done that before. And it is very uncomfortable. It can be very uncomfortable. But I would be honest. Because if the person is, let's say JJ is eager, was super excited. And I just 
continued to go on dates with him the whole weekend. He continued to go all out, do thoughtful, amazing things. But in my mind, I was only still like 10% interested in him. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of all that, I was like, sorry, I'm not interested. When I'm communicating, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait. Like, it's uh, misleading. That's a great... I have a question for you. <laughs> yes. What if you're like ne- neutral but open, mm, you know, after the first day? I think it's a scale. Date? Like, and I think you have to know yourself. Like, if you always eliminate people early on, first thing that you should know about meeting up after you've been talking long distance is it will be awkward a little bit at first. And it might... <laughs> you're looking at me. Kate was super awkward. You were awkward. Oh I was not. I was cool. No. Calm and collected. You were shaking. I was not. You were shaking. No, I was you not. You were so nervous no, when you not. handed the flowers to I me. I was super cool. On that walk. Yeah. I remember. No, I was not. Yeah, I was you cool. were like shaking. I was I did my power poses <laughs> before I saw not you. Going to be I honest. Big, I don't big know. Why. Breasts. I took he up as much air and room as I could Whatever, with, with my body position. <laughs> I was cool. Yeah, you he was nervous, but it's fine. <laughs> I know the truth. And I was kind of nervous, but I was pretty cool. I gotta admit. Okay. Oh yeah. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> You're just totally projecting right now. But the point is, it's more than likely it's going to be a little awkward at first. Now, if you have seen the show Love is Blind, please don't judge me. But if you've seen it, like it, you will see that oftentimes when the people meet outside the pods, it's really awkward at first. It is. It actually is. They've built this emotional connection, but they've never met in real life. So they don't even know how tall each other are. Like they don't know each other's body language. Like they're can sometimes be insecurities that come up like oh my gosh we've talked for so long now they're seeing in real life that's a great point do they still think i'm attractive as they did over facetime or zoom you know like where it's a little different like they can actually see your full body like you know just everything where like you can't on facetime and stuff so there it's going to be awkward at first so i i would say weigh that into your consideration you should really only i mean okay i don't want to say absolutes but For me, when I did tell a guy I wasn't that interested in him the weekend he was visiting, it was because I was so clear. I was like, this is not a romantic thing for me at all. And leading into the trip, I told him that. I said, I'm not sure if I'm leaning more towards a friendship or romantic uh, romantic connection. And I want to be honest. And he still wanted to come and visit. So I was honest. And then while he was here, after a little bit, I was like, it's not, it's not it, fam. It's not it for me. Now, conversely a year and a half or something before that I had a guy that came and visit me and I thought it was going awesome and then I asked him your favorite question honey like how's it going for you yeah and he was all of a sudden very unsure and didn't know and wasn't sure if he wanted to be just my friend or not Uh and I was like oh okay Uh and so it was awkward and uncomfortable but i would appreciate it at the end of the day i did appreciate his honesty yeah so okay if you go to visit you don't have full stock and ownership of that entire person's entire time that weekend yeah and i think that starts with expectations yes you just have to remove expectations for the first date for the first meetup for the second day like expectations only get you in trouble. They only lead to disappointment. So just go in with an open mind and yes. open heart and then just see what happens. So good, honey. Okay. So another thing that people have asked us is if I am traveling to see the person or vice versa, how do you get creative with your stays and make it cost effective? So JJ said he stayed with his friend, Chris's friends, obviously that saved them money. But something that I think you did this, didn't you ask me too, if I had friends that you could maybe stay with? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's a very common thing. Like, why wouldn't you ask that? That's a great question. Yeah, you should stick them at like your mentor's house or somebody (laughs) who's a little tougher, you know, that that you trust. That is so hilarious. I actually think I did have somebody like in line for a backup for you to stay with. Yeah. But another thing is like you can be creative. You don't have to go all out and ball out and like rent a car and get a whole situation. Like you don't have to do that. Yeah, don't I, waste you your money on a like car. a yeah, don't waste your money on like an Airbnb all to yourself. Like get creative. If she has a lot of friends if she's in, in the your body cities, of Christ, she probably has guy friends that you could stay oh, with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or vice versa. Absolutely. And you know, I'd be willing to sleep on a couch. Uh, or even the floor at somebody's house to make it work. Yeah. So just be flexible and open and you, you don't have to make it expensive. And the other thing is if you have a lot of friends in that city, then you you know easily can go to that city and you have a great backup plan in yeah. case it doesn't go well and vice versa. If she has a lot of friends in your city, I think that's still pretty safe and easy for her to do. Yeah. To come visit you as, as well. Yeah, I yeah. do. I recommend typically for the first visit that the guy comes first. Yeah. I would highly suggest that. But sometimes it makes sense for the girl to visit first. Like if JJ lived in Dallas and he knew nobody in LA and it was cheaper to come to Dallas and I have my family there, that would have been fine. And also great for him because he could plan stuff in his city if he lived there and he would know like what there is to do. I can meet your parents. <laughs> on the first oh day. my gosh absolutely they would not. chaperone absolutely not <laughs> could you imagine if janice was there on our first i would date? love it oh she would love it too my gosh we could go through baby pictures she, oh she would tell you my birth story probably uh-huh. and all these things that i don't want you to know that you now know but okay then later on in our relationship actually i did visit seattle mm-hmm. it was a two months in and you actually paid for that whole trip yeah i did and just depending on resources and money just be very clear if you have the money to pay for her then that's obviously really nice but if you just want to split everything 50 50 and just communicate that beforehand that works too yeah and then lastly is if you have female friends that have a couch or an extra bedroom or a family you can Definitely ask them and see if she's willing to do that as well. Yeah. And it's little details. Like when I arrived in Seattle, I mean, the whole trip to Seattle was amazing. He created a Google Doc. Tell them what you did with the Google Doc because this was so impressive. Kate Sleepless in Seattle trip. I still have that Google Doc, babe. Uh, And I will cherish that Google Doc. I'm surprised it's not framed on your wall. I know. Seriously. I can print it out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's kind of fun is in retrospect over the past like year and months, um, I have a couple Google Docs of just some special dates, like her engagement and the Sleepless in Seattle tour and a couple other ones. There's like entire Google Docs dedicated to these. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Kate goes to bed at night and reads them. Whenever I'm mad at JJ, I just think about the Google Doc and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she'll like, so great. like some girls will go to bed looking at photos or videos. Kate will pull up these Google Docs and be like, oh, that was such a good detail. <laughs> wow, look at that hyperlink and that formatting. Oh my <laughs> tell them about what you put in it though it was so impressive uh, to me but it was still simple oh yeah well you know one little code that i've cracked with women <laughs> that could be helpful and you tell me is instead of picking something for them just give them three options like mm-hmm. hey here's your three hotel options 
here are your three restaurant options on Friday night. Gluten free restaurant options yeah, that you research. I loved that. Here are your three activities on Saturday that you can choose from. Like sometimes people love a decisive partner, but I love just giving them like that whole entire weekend was like you basically had like a this or that. Yes, for and everything. you told me you gave me the Google Doc, and then you said just highlight which ones you want, and I'll take care oh, yeah, of it. She and I was love like, that. <laughs> "What?" Yeah, just just tell them, "Hey, highlight what you want. Don't worry about anything else, and I'll take care of it." Oh my gosh, I was like sweating. I was like, "This is very attractive. <laughs> I love this. I don't even care what he looks like at this point." <laughs> just... Wait, I can go back to my platinum oh, hair if I no plan that well. <laughs> Wow, I shouldn't have said that part. That's what you just said. (laughs) Red alert, red alert, Kate. Slow your roll. The feminine in me is just going to cling to that. (laughs) Stop it. So, okay, that's like in-person meetups. Let's talk a little bit about communication. JJ, you already said this, but getting on the same page is so key. So, so, so key. And Oftentimes you do have different communication styles and that's okay. The thing to think about upfront is to not judge that person's communication style, but to respect them for it and seek to understand more and seek to figure out what the middle ground is, okay? Because there are some people who are great in person and horrible at texting. And those people might have a bigger challenge with long distance, but it's not impossible for those people. They just have to be willing to meet the other person in the middle and vice versa. If you are somebody who loves hearing from that person in the morning, afternoon, night, and you are dating someone long distance that hates texting and doesn't ever go on their phone, then you're going to have to sacrifice, okay, maybe one text a day and that's it. And a, a scheduled FaceTime every week. Like, is that enough for you? If that person is like, I hate texting. I only want to see you once a week on FaceTime. You know, you have to figure out what what communication styles you both have and what will be an equal medium ground for you. Yeah. And because of the digital age, mm-hmm. Every text message can be just so over-scrutinized. It's just a really, really confusing and bad position to be in when a female or the male is just like having to analyze text to look for like clues and moods and messaging. That's why it's so important. You can even ask them at the beginning, like, hey, by the way, since we're doing long distance, what is your communication style? Just so I can have clear expectations like, do you like to text every hour? Yeah. Or if I get caught up at work and don't text you back for 12 hours or even a day, like, are you okay with that? Like, how would that make you feel? Yeah. How do you normally respond to those circumstances? Yeah, instead of just assuming, you know, and then you give the other person the opportunity to be like, oh, I actually really don't like texting con- like constantly. Yeah. And I like, you know, just periodic catch-ups or I text you at the end of the day. They could not really care or they could care, but just getting on the same page there because again, communication, like you have to over communicate because you don't have any of the physical and person clues yes. that you do. It's All you have verbal. is the communication and yeah. it's so important. I love that, honey. So what did it look like for us? Pretty much we did text almost daily, um, not all day for sure. And not even a lot back and forth. I think we just had like check-ins. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and eventually it actually, and I do recommend this, instead of just like basic, hey, how are you? Check-ins, like Mm -hmm. make it a little bit exciting. Tell the person you're thinking about them or give them like an update about your day. Don't just have like a 
like if someone says, how are you? And you're like, good, how are you? The conversation <laughs> is flat and it's over. Yeah. There's nothing you can work with by saying, good, how are you? Yeah. Like you have to give some more details. You have to be like, it's great. This morning, I felt so connected in my devotional. Today, work is a little bit busy. I have some meetings, but I'm really looking forward tonight to getting to relax with one of my friends. We're having a wine night. Yeah, and you did a really good job of that. You really led by being very demonstrative, uh, insightful, talking about like your mornings, your walks, lovey. Yes. Like there was a lot of stuff to, to cover. Yeah. And I just want to say if you're a little bit more introverted or not as willing to share, I mean, I, I definitely find myself in that camp. I love talking about the other person, asking them questions. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder for me to just express myself over how my day was. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll be like, it was a good day. I was like, and what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything interesting? Yeah. So you can follow their lead. Like if they're really good at that and they're comfortable sharing about their day, you can, you know, almost mimic that tactic. Um, if they're sending you a video recap or a voice memo, that's a minute or two minutes talking about. <laughs> you love voice memos. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on voice memos. He hates them. Oh my. They're so inconvenient. Okay, whatever. That's another episode. <laughs> they interrupt like two or three minutes of your life. You okay. can't do anything well, else. Well, I don't send you them anymore. You can't rewind them. <laughs> I just, yeah. Okay, but something we did do to that point is... We gave little video updates and photos in between, like random things. Like didn't have to be like a photo of us. Could be a photo of like my current view or here's Lovey or whatever. And JJ sent photos of Teddy or like random things he was doing. And it makes it more personal, especially mm -hmm. with text where it's like just, you know, how's your day? Good. How are you? Or thinking of you, which is nice to say you want to keep it specific and have little touch points and also changing it up with a meme, with the video, with the photo versus just text is a really good texting skill for yeah. dating. I think the best way to say it is keep it content oriented, like photos, videos, voice messages, like very Specifics. interactive. Yeah. yeah. And you can recap your day in a, in a video. We did a ton of stuff like that. That was really fun. Tell them about the little fun movie videos that you, trend you started. What are you, what are you talking about? I love these. <laughs> I love those. It was pretty funny. I would just say, yeah, we rarely like texted each other back within the hour just no. about stuff. Like yeah. that was very rare. Ours was like big general updates or videos. Like in the morning, Kate's favorite thing was Teddy and I would just recreate. Kate's a rom-com fan. <laughs> like loves them like I inject them into her veins yeah oh my gosh on the yeah and we oh, you've got mail for example okay so tell me tell them what you did <laughs> teddy and i he was my co-star yes we would just film like a 30 second you know or one minute like little movie scene from like one of our favorite rom-coms <laughs> and then we send it to her and be like Guess what movie this is from? And there would be like a bet on the line. Yeah, there would always casual, be stakes. Like, hey, if you get it right, I buy you dinner tonight. If you get it wrong, you buy me dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was pretty good. I'd say she got like Most of them. 70. I got them all. 60% no. There was probably one I didn't know. Yeah, I had it. Well, that was probably because our acting wasn't too great. <laughs> it was Teddy. He just couldn't focus. <laughs> he couldn't get it. He's not built for the spotlight. <laughs> But it was funny because I think this all came about because I found out you didn't see so many rom-coms that yeah. I've seen, especially because, I mean, not to bring up your age, but th I, there were a lot of the 90s ones that I had watched and you just had never seen like You've Got Mail or Runaway Bride or 
Dirty Dancing, all these things. Yeah, I would literally look them up on YouTube. <laughs> like the key. And try and find the key scenes and then reenact those. Yeah. It was awesome. It was you reenacted funny. all of those ones. Yeah. Titanic, you did. I did. No, that you did Titanic. Oh, but and I did The Notebook. Yeah. That. Just find something that they love and then try and just educate yourself, you know, like lightly and reenact or ask questions. Kate would reenact football plays and <laughs> no, I coaching calls and stuff. Yeah. So it went did vice not versa. Do that. <laughs> okay, creative date ideas. Let's talk about that. So last time on our last podcast, the How We Met podcast, we talked about how JJ came to the table with he made our FaceTimes interesting and different and you had a list of questions on your phone and some of them were like this or that questions Mm -hmm. which tell them what you did with the this or that like with the notes oh yeah so just keep it on your notepad and it's as easy as chocolate or vanilla you know movie theater or inside movie uh going out to eat or uber eats yeah Um, or making dinner at home yeah tacos or pizza Yeah, just super simple questions. You can just look these up on the internet. And then as they answer them, just keep a track of them, like either a pen and note paper, or if it's on the phone, you can just tack it in on your phone. And like we said in the last one, I literally still use the notes from our first dates today. Yeah, I remember the the things I like. Yeah. So cute. Because like I said, I go into Starbucks. I'm like, is it oat milk or is it almond milk? (laughs) Is it iced or is it hot? Yeah, it's just so easy to forget this stuff. So that's a really easy thing. And then he had other interesting questions that we, you know, were awesome. Um, And we didn't fly through them. It took forever to get through some of these questions. You can ask them like, and that's a great way to have some spiritual questions. Like you really get to gauge them and see where they're at. But since it's part of like some fun ones and stuff, it's like you kind of weave in and out of like flirting. Yeah, because you don't want it to be like all heavy. Spiritual questions. Yeah. But you want to get to know the, some of the depth of yeah, the person too. Yeah, it's great. Too. It's really great. Overall, you want to be seeing, do I connect to this person intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, and then physically, you won't really know that until you see them in person. But you can work on the other buckets when you are doing long distance. Which is probably the most important. Like the yeah. the physical attraction right over time wears off, but like the emotional connection. The spiritual connection, yeah, that, intellectual, like the personality. Yeah, the yeah. friendship. That's like the foundation. So. Mm-hmm. I really love building up the emotional friendship beforehand. Yeah. Because it's a great foundation to stand on. I agree. Not physical attraction. <laughs> so, but you, but we were physically attracted to each other. I mean, yeah, I was. <laughs> I think it took you a little bit longer. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're saying. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, can I play them a clip from this video? Which one? The one I sent you yesterday. Oh yeah, you should. It's so funny, you guys. I found this video of me on my first date with JJ that I sent to a friend, and it's me like basically being. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to share this. Yeah, do it. Okay, but listen to what I said. Okay. Hello, darling. I'm sorry I missed your call. I'm at Disney with a boy, the young boy, JJ, the eager boy. He's very cute. Um, he's very attractive. Wow. <laughs> He's very attractive. I was like, not yeah. sure until I met you in real life. I know. It's like, hmm. And then I also said you were eager. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I hope nobody misheard you 
and say he's a very young boy and he's very attractive but <laughs> yeah i i did say that but i was attracted to him so anyway creative date nights another thing you did for us was you created a playlist for me which was awesome another idea would be to even create a joint playlist together yeah that would be fun yep. or to send each other songs that's a fun like communication thing i love that send the person songs yeah you that, can do like mm-hmm. you know if you were a baseball player what would be like your walkout song yeah you know? and oh, that's you can both fun. relate to that or like what's the theme song of your life yeah the theme song of your life yeah what's your ultimate karaoke song yeah what was your song what song always makes you cry growing up like Ooh. you know what's your heartbreak song if you want to get there yeah you know that's funny and be like i hope you don't have to play that <laughs> after <laughs> During this. about a week from now because <laughs> i will be no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Oh, okay. Other creative things is just Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever you have in your city. DoorDash, that person dinner. Um, You did that a lot. And also, you know, even within that random coffee deliveries or Amazon packages. Yeah, she loved those. Which a lot of people were like, okay, did you get off your address right away? I did, but I... JJ was recommended to me by a friend. If you meet the person online, we talked about this in the last episode. You, if the person wants to buy you dinner, like if you're that person, you're the guy, you're like, I want to buy you dinner. Say that I don't want to be creepy and ask for your address. Uh, I want to respect you, but I want to mm. buy you dinner. Would you be able to buy it, whatever you want, and I will reimburse you, like I'll Venmo you or yeah. whatever. Yeah, or their work. I've heard that one tossed out before. If oh, you're their comfortable work giving your work address. That works. Yeah, because... I mean, it's safer. Yeah. But once you start like getting to know that person more, that's a great idea for a long distance. Random coffee deliveries, Amazon packages. Like when I got Lovey, JJ would send me like random things for Lovey and he would be like, he titled it Princess Lovey. Yeah. She loved the Princess Lovey. <laughs> like for to the, the package deliveries. was to Princess Lovey. It was so cute. And I was, I loved it. All of those things can be fun and thoughtful and can be a fun surprise without costing a lot of money we still do that today yeah we send each other random deliveries yeah for fun yeah especially if you weren't the best partner that week <laughs> and you wake up on a friday morning like ooh. Or I, I, I was kind of a butthole yeah. this week or if you've had a hard day at work i'm like chipotle delivery and oh yeah go. that's the best if, yeah. if if they're like hurting over there and they like need a little pick me up Mm-hmm. Just send them one of their favorite things and it helps It a takes lot. nothing but five minutes, y'all. Like, oh, 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. more or less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the really sweet thing you did at Disney World. Oh, yeah. You love this one, too. I love this one. This is a great one. And this is like when you're in the intermediate phase of dating, you're getting closer. You've maybe met like a couple of their friends on FaceTime or met them on your first weekend there. This is a pro move. Yes. And it can go both ways. If they're going on a trip or if they're going out to eat with their girls or vice oh, versa. Oh, you did this a few times with the going out to eat, which yeah. is awesome. Oh, yeah. Kate loved this one. Yeah. So whenever they're with a group of friends and they've communicated that beforehand, and especially if you've met the friends before and you kind of like follow each other on Instagram, whenever they go out call the restaurant that they're going to like you gotta get you know they're gonna be at this restaurant at this time call the restaurant and say hey there's a beautiful woman she looks like this she's probably with a couple girls and they confirm me like i just want to buy a round of drinks for them and you can give them your credit card over the phone and they'll literally deliver it to their table 
with like a, a message from you. So nice. But some th- you did lower scale things like that too. Like when I went to Breadblock, this place I love in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and I showed up there, I was meeting a friend, and you had already bought my order because we had gone there together on our first visit. Yeah. And you already knew what I loved there, and you like had it ready for me. Yeah. They, br- they were like, are you Kate? I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. You feel like VIP? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Adelby, VIP is oh, always better. Oh, my better. gosh. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i knew kate was going to bread block her favorite breakfast place yes. uh at like 10 a.m to meet a couple friends so i just called them at like 9 9 and they're kind of busy i was just like hey this sounds weird but there's a girl walking in at 10 o'clock i'll call you guys right before it could you just have this ready for her and i'll go ahead and pay now and it actually turns out people love to help out on these kind of yeah with requests. little cute surprises. Yeah. They love it. People love it. Just tell them like there's a girl I have a crush on and they're like, oh yeah, whatever you need. Here's a discount too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so people love to help out on this kind of stuff because it's fun for people them. People love love. Yeah, they do. And so Kate walked in and it was all ready for her. I was and like her amazed. friends are like, oh my god. My gosh. friends are impressed. That is a good move for a man because yeah. they're like, who is this guy? Oh yeah. Wow. You know, they're gushing. Tell them. Okay. So Disney World, I was there with Gabriella, my girl, for Heart of Dating. We were on a Heart of Dating trip post-book launch. And JJ knew we were there and, you know, and contacted Gabriella on the side because when we were at Downtown Disney, I made a comment about this tie-dye Mickey that I had wanted, right? And that I really wanted, I had wanted to, while we were there, get it for myself. But I just figured we were in the moment, moment hanging out. And I just decided, and there was a long line to get into the store because this was COVID when they only, you know. And so I just was like, I'm not going to get it. But you remembered that. And then when I was at Disney World, you had her get me that tie-dye Mickey. Yes, I did. And she had it as a surprise for me on my bed the night that I... Like the last night there. Yeah, I tried to send a letter to accompany uh, the Mickey on her bed and like surprise her, but that was a whole fiasco. They're actually trying to use this online uh, letter writing service, which does work. I just got mixed up with the uh, addresses, but you can send somebody because uh, it's kind of a hassle for me to write the letter, put a stamp on, and go to the mailbox. Like, I just have a mental block when it comes to this. <laughs> so you can actually use like an online letter writing tool and they'll. <laughs> like kind of do like a handwritten note and then send it wherever you want. It's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did that. Yeah. And I just had her assistant, you know, just recruit their friends to go to work for you. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And they love to do it. And G did a great job. That was so fun. Shout out G. And you made a reservation for us at this epic restaurant. Yeah. That was like over the top, but amazing. Yeah. And it like overlooked the you know magic kingdom and the castle and mm-hmm. it was amazing yeah it was very nice <laughs> it was so nice she i was like, like oh, what yeah. so that was i mean but i'm telling you like it was a month in between we when we first saw each other and the second time we saw each other and these are the kinds of things that he did that were just amazing and we still do this kind of stuff for each other um okay last thing we want to talk about with long distance is moving to the same city now I do recommend once you move from dating to being in a relationship with that person and you are getting serious with the person, 
I would recommend, if you can, to consider moving to the same city. I don't recommend at the beginning of your relationship doing it. <laughs> Do not, yeah. I would say if you know, like, I actually think the reason why it worked out so early for JJ and I is because his work is based here. But I would suggest, like, in general, when you know you're moving towards a path of engagement, like, yeah. truly know that, I would make a consideration if it's possible for one of y'all to move to each other's cities. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of comments on recent posts about this where people weren't even able to move until they were engaged or married. Um, so it definitely looks different for everybody. The reason why it worked so well for us is I actually took a job uh, in Orange County, Southern California during yes, COVID. So I was working remotely and I had to move down there anyway. And then I happened to meet Kate who lived in Southern California as well. So for me, it just made sense after a few months to just pull the trigger and move down. That was definitely a, a God thing, making it very clear. And I, I hope that when you guys make these decisions, it's always with, hey, God, like if this makes sense, I believe that you're going to open up doors and this will work. And he did. And yeah. some doors closed. Like it was very special circumstances that I even... You know, that week, I felt like a very compelled sense to move down. Yeah. And it just really worked out with your job. So he moved down after three months. But we would recommend truly in general, like when the relationship is moving towards engagement, if you can. I think it's just important. The reason why is because if you can, you know, you want to see this person in real life. Yeah. And as much as you can do actual real life. Our relationship changed a lot when you moved yes, here. Yes, it did. <laughs> It really did. <laughs> the veil of all the sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies disappeared. Yeah. I mean, it turns out I was not perfect. I was not a perfect same, human same. being. Yeah. It was really funny because JJ, I definitely emphasize. I was like, I am not perfect. I am not. I'm not the perfect dater. I'm not this and the other. I know you believed me, but also at the same time, I still felt like you were a little bit starry-eyed. And so... When you did move down, I was like, oh, man, because in a future episode, we will talk about how when he moved here was the height at when I started feeling burnout and then which led to depression. And so it was really, really hard. Like within the first month of him being here in person, I started experiencing those things to like the at the high at the height of it. And it was it was very challenging. Yeah. And we can talk about that combined with uh, trauma triggers. That's a little bit more I niche. I think you should do two different episodes yeah, on these things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for But sure. it was definitely my first time dating intimately with trauma triggers. Yeah. And I learned a lot. Yeah. Like, if I didn't have counsel, I we probably would not have made it. No, for sure. So Sa And same for me. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anything that we missed about long distance, honey? I, you know, to clarify for the audience, for both sides, because uh, I know some of the stuff I did was a lot and I, you know, I could see how it could be misinterpreted or, you know, me quote unquote simping and blah, 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 <laughs> and trying to win you people would. over. You know, I'm not recruiting people to win them over. I would say find ways that you can delight the person, not win them over. And there's so a big good. difference between just trying to find out a way of delighting them versus winning them over. Because one of them, think about the objectives. One of them is for you and yeah. one of them is for them. Yeah. And the one for them is delighting them just because you want to delight in them. Yeah. And winning them over is like, it's just for you and your satisfaction. 
That's so attractive, honey. Thanks. <laughs> that was really awesome. Thanks. So beautiful. And you do really, really good job of that. Yeah, you do too, honey. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I do try sometimes well, harder than it's funny, you know, it's not that's not in our DNA. It's know? hard. Like sometimes like I love the French night I planned for you last summer, but yeah. obviously it's a little more that was probably a little more something I would love. Than necessarily you would love. And you did love it. Yeah. But I think probably if I had to assume some of the things that you love most are when I like make you lunch or randomly make you dinner or watch football and like get snacks at the grocery store yeah. to watch football or I surprise you with like, let's go golfing today. Yeah. Kate made like a tea time for me the other morning uh, <laughs> and gave me some balls, uh, some golf balls. They and were red. They're kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. She surprised me with a, f- a few different things. And if I'm being transparent, I love the French night. It was really fun. But it was maybe a little bit of like fulfilling Kate's, you know, desire for a romantic sweet night that I got to participate in versus, you know, fantasizing and delighting the other person with something that they love. That's true. And there's a lot of joy in that as well. Like yeah. discovering the joy in delighting other people is not people pleasing. Like it really is a great way to serve and love yeah uh, other I people agree, baby. but that's not in our dna i think that's something yeah. you have to learn over time and practice yeah yeah and that's like an element of like selflessness and that's why when people say i'm just not a planner i'm like you might not be you might that might not be your first response like you may not be and you're not naturally mm. like really a planner no, I'm babe not. but that in a relationship, I can tell you this, like go back and listen to my episode with Gary Chapman. Almost any woman is going to want things to be planned to a capacity and they feel loved by that. My most spontaneous friends still love it when a guy plans things intentionally. Mm -hmm. And so using the excuse, I'm just not a planner is not going to work for the majority of women. So men listening, you're going to have to challenge yourself and Planning might feel like you're learning Chinese. Well, you got to start taking the basics at least. Yeah. And you don't have to be the grade A top planner in the world, but you do have to put in some effort. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> it's it's time to channel. You can play the Home Depot theme song behind this. It's time to channel the dad energy where you have the agenda, the fanny pack, and the planning skills down and you execute the game plan and itinerary <laughs> for your woman. <laughs> I love that. And Home Depot theme song. (laughs) That's so good. Baby, if you loved Home Depot, I would go to Home Depot for you. Yeah, you got to look. It's time to grow up a little bit and and channel that dad energy (laughs) where you're the planner. To an extent, yes. Yeah, I love those videos. I've seen the dads in the airport. They're like on a mission. You know, they're like (laughs) leading the family. They got the suitcases. They're like looking at the maps and everything. I love it. So funny. The maps. I love it. Well, guys, that is it for our episode and conversation today on long distance. We do want to encourage you to give it a try. You know, it is a learning process. It's not always the easiest for everybody. But dating in and of itself is not always easy in general. So here's what we want to say, you guys, in wrapping up this conversation about long distance. If you are somebody that always says, I can't find someone in my city or my church, or if you always say, I'm not open to long distance, maybe now is the time to just try it out. Be open-minded. And if you start talking to this person and it's not going great, send them this podcast and be like, hey, this podcast really helped me and got me excited to do long distance. Would you be open to listening to it? Maybe there's some things we can jointly learn together. And I, that's a great starting point. 
I know yeah. you have something to say. That's a great tip. Yeah. That's a gr- this <laughs> should just go. be like your long distance blueprint. Yeah. And you can Send use all these talking points. Uh, low key, it's actually kind of nice. You set the bar for the guy or the girl. Yeah, it gives the guy an exact stuff. handbook of yeah. how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Now, but there has been a lot of people that are like turned off by long distance, right? Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a good point. And I was kind of surprised, maybe just because you don't really talk about it with people. Yeah, it's not really openly discussed. But I was surprised at how many people were, were closed off to long distance dating, especially guys. I think guys are intimidated by it because of all the things you just said, the communication, the planning. Yeah. And at some point in time, I don't know if it was in youth group or college or in culture, but it just got baked into our DNA that like long distance, like, no, that's kind of desperate or that's just weird. I have to be in person. It has to be in person. I just remembered something that I love to say to people with long distance. It's, Think about long distance from a bigger vantage point. If you can step out and look above, like you know, picture yourself flying in the clouds, looking down at your life and your life is in like, you can see yourself now and in the future. When you look at it that way, if you meet someone that is your forever person, long distance is going to be a very, 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 very small fraction of your entire life with oh, them. Yeah. And living apart and that whole season it's going to be a very small time because when you do get married, you're going to live in the same city and live together, obviously. And so the part of long distance, it's it's a challenge. It can be difficult. It also can be really fun and awesome, like the experience we had. However, it is just a small part of the entire journey if that is your person. So if you can look at it from a bigger vantage point, it's like, oh, yeah. I can go through like a year of long distance, yeah. six months of long distance, it's if nothing. it means 50 years with this person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so temporary. And the and just to piggyback off that, not only is it just a small uh, part of your life, but if you really think about it, like your current circle, your social circle and your church is a really, really small circle. It is, yeah. And what I tell the guys in our men's group is, if you're fishing, like you're fishing in a very small pond yeah. and God could still work in that pond, but there's like a huge lake right next door, right beside you. And I would rather fish in the big lake. Like yeah. it's chances are you're probably going to find somebody who's a lot more better suited and understanding has done all the work that you desire. Um, yeah. It's just much more compatible options. There's more. You're expanding your net. Yeah. Yeah. Big net. Big net, big pond. <laughs> yeah, so big lake. I'm like, man, when it comes to long distance dating, why not? Like, yeah. w- seriously. And I found very and few also, good reasons. Man, like, I know we didn't even get into this, but physical boundaries, like, you know, when you don't see the person, there's it's not, great. You, you don't it's have temptations great. to like, there's nothing going on over yeah. there. And I'm not trying to be legalistic at all, but if you're somebody like me that has struggled with physical boundaries, long distance is can, can sometimes be really beneficial for you because you, you know, like, it's great. It's like built in boundaries yeah, in that sense. It really is. <laughs> so. And you know, it's the emotional foundation that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Like that's a, that's what gets built up and that becomes much more attractive over time. Mm-hmm. Their emotional, their character. Yeah. I told Kate, you know, we definitely had a couple instances in the beginning <laughs> where Kate was unsure about me or something happened <laughs> and she was like, I was? yeah, and she was like poking. Oh my gosh. Constantly like poking for like faults or weaknesses. 
which is fine. I totally understood. I didn't hold that against her. But the thing I consistently told her, I just said, hey, character shines over time. Yeah. And I'm confident in mine, not because of anything I've done, but I'm confident in Christ's work in me and who I am and who I stand on. And that character shines over time. So yeah. as long as you need, take as long as you need. Like I'm in no mm. rush here. Yes. I love that you always said that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we hope this encouraged you to give long distance a shot. We loved it. And I think you're going to learn and grow so much, even if you're just willing and open to try it out. Yeah, and hopefully this was a good blueprint. Yeah. That you can just send to that long distance person. Yeah. <laughs> you can literally have a whole date night. Take just, notes. Yeah. Guys, listen to it together. Yeah, have a date night listening to this podcast. Seriously. <laughs> okay, guys, we love you. Love you guys. See you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay, y'all, that's it for the episode today. How did you like it? Are you liking these episodes with me and JJ? And what I want to really know is how can we best serve you guys? What parts of our story do you want to know more about? What tools do you want us to help you with? We are here to serve you guys and we are not going away. Okay, just because I'm now engaged and we're getting married does not mean that we are going to stop serving this incredible community of singles. My heart is with singles. That is why I started Heart of Dating as a single woman, because that is the passion in my heart and soul. And so we are here to serve you guys. And we're so excited to continue to do so. All right, that's it for today, you guys. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 